Welcome. So good to be with you on this Wednesday as we get together for a little midweek Bible study and devotional time. And I'm so glad that you've chosen to take some time out of your day to to join us to do just that. And hopefully you are encouraged and uplifted by being here with us today. And I also want to invite you to join us this Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, this Easter Sunday, as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and our Savior. And you are more than welcome to join us and be our honored guest this Sunday as we do that and worship together. And I hope that you will join us for uh, the, for that worship time uh, this Sunday. We have Bible class at 9.30, and then we also worship at uh, have our worship time at at 10.30. So again, hope that you will join us this Sunday for, uh, for Resurrection Sunday, for Easter Sunday, uh, this upcoming Sunday. But in the meantime, we're glad that you are here with us today and uh, have a little Bible study uh, this, this uh, midweek, this Wednesday, or whenever it is that you're watching this. You know, Jesus said these words in Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 25. He said, if anyone would come after me, He must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what good does it do a person to gain the whole world and yet lose their own soul? Now, compare that to the words I recently read in an article talking about how Jesus is unfortunately often viewed in our current religious climate. Uh, the, the author said this, he said, we'd like to have, what we'd like to have is a Tinkerbell Jesus, a Jesus who can fix all our problems in our personal lives, then when we die at a ripe old age in our sleep, can sprinkle a little fairy dust on us so we can fly home to God and receive our eternal reward. Now, we may not think of it quite in that way or in uh, that raw of terms, But I think if we really get honest with our expectations, there are times when that's really what we do want. We struggle with growing up and and finding a faith that sustains us in the midst of the hard times that we inevitably face in this broken world where sin mars and bad things happen to good people, right? We love that Jesus is our Savior and our Redeemer and our friend, and He certainly is each of those and and more than that. We just sometimes have a hard time with that Jesus is Lord part, where the cross became His destination and might possibly be ours as well. Of course, you and I are not alone in this. Even Jesus' closest followers in the days of His earthly ministry couldn't truly grasp the message of the cross before it happened. Even though Jesus warned them multiple times in very clear language, most ended up not getting it. Sure, some were fearful at what awaited in Jerusalem that final trip. Some even realized that danger and death might be lurking. But something tells us that they really didn't believe that Jesus would let what he said would happen, happen. As Jesus moved ever closer to Jerusalem for that final time, they jockeyed for position. Some wanted to be on his right hand and his left hand when he seized power. The crowds who welcomed him with palm branches and shouts of triumph were expecting the kingdom of God, a a, a forceful kingdom, a physical kingdom. Uh, They were expecting that to break out at any moment. Jesus even seemed to stoke the fires of anticipation and conflict to a certain extent as he entered the temple and ran out the money changers and took on the religious scholars and made his presence boldly known. None of Jesus' followers anticipated the crowd's shouts of triumph 
though, would turn into calls for his crucifixion by week's end. None expected that one of Jesus' closest followers would betray him or that his most vocal follower would deny that he ever knew him. None expected the rest to run away and hide in the room where they had just had the Last Supper and, um, and, 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 and shared a meal and the Passover meal with their Lord, whom they believed to be the Messiah that was to come. And so it shouldn't be, as we talk about those events, it shouldn't be all that surprising when people today want to hear the voice of the Tinkerbell Jesus preachers who promise everything good and nothing bad and everything easy and blessing upon blessing. And there are plenty of blessings in Christ, but just everything that is good and everything to turn up roses. I mean, in the end, it's just a watered down Christianity without the cross, an empty Easter without the passion and the promise of a savior without the need to follow the Lord. Dietrich Bonhoeffer's reminder of Jesus' words and Jesus' model sacrifice seems as drowned out today as it was in, in his day in, in the 1940s in the midst of uh, a Nazi regime that, was, that had descended on Germany and, and, and many of the religious leaders of Dietrich Bonhoeffer's day capitulated to Hitler's plans. And, and yet Bonhoeffer, in the midst of that climate, in the midst of, of certain death for many who stood against that regime, Bonhoeffer said these words. He said, when Jesus calls a man, he calls a man to come and die. Ouch. Not a popular message in that era, not a popular message in any era. But Bonhoeffer's words were more than just words. He proved that he heard the call of the cross on his life in many ways, including his own martyrdom at the hands of Nazi Germany. The cross in Jesus's day was an awful torture tool used by ancient Romans to shame and wound and kill through humiliation, all in the name of preventative justice. Watch this, and I bet you won't do what they did. Jesus' cross, the, the real and an awful cross that he endured, not some piece of, of jewelry or, or some good luck symbol, but the cross that he died on, that he bled on, that he suffered on, extends its shadow over this week and over our lives because of the coming Easter weekend, because of the events that we knew happened some 2,000 years ago as, that we celebrate over this weekend. That cross reminds us not only that Jesus died, but also that without dying with Jesus, with us out, without us dying with him and sharing in his cross, there is no resurrection that we can experience to his life that he promises. And so as we journey to the joy and the victory and the assurance of this coming Sunday, let's not skip over the cross, which makes the resurrection so powerful and so startling and, and so life-changing as scripture so vividly describes, there was an awful price paid by God, paid by Jesus, the very Son of God, to redeem us and bring us to glorious hope. As Jesus' words to his followers remind us that we read there at the beginning, there is no shortcut for us around the cross. And there is no room for Christians who refuse to grow up, who want to cling to a Tinkerbell Jesus instead of the Lamb who was slain, who want a Savior, but not a Lord. More than anything, we as the church need to remember that the cross calls us to the life of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, and to the boldness to reach out into the darkness and proclaim the truth of the gospel, no matter what that may cost us personally. Only then will Resurrection Sunday dawn with hope for changing the world by the power of God's love and Jesus' grace that God gave 
through him. Hope you have a blessed day. God bless.